0: You're listening to What's Wrong With This Picture? Freaky films and why we Frickin' love them. Hi, I'm Lindsay McCullough.
1: And I'm Gary Mulholland. And in each episode of What's Wrong With This Picture, we'll be looking at a movie we think is weird and wonderful. We sometimes do include the endings where it's key to what the film is, so please be prepared for that. So anyway, buckle up. And join us on a journey to dangerous cities, suburbia and other fantasy worlds. It's going to be a wild ride.
0: This time we're looking at Audition, a 1999 film by Takashi Miyake. It stars Ryo Ishibashi as Shigaru. Ehi Shiena as Asami. Tetsu Sawaki as Shigehiko, who's Shigaru's son and Yun Konamara as his friend Yoshikawa. Gary, what's it about?
1: Shigeharu is a recent widower. His son, Shigehiko, is concerned about how lonely his dad seems and urges him to find a new wife. But shy Shigeharu doesn't know where to start. His friend, Yashuhisha, a film producer, comes up with the wizard wheeze of inviting young wannabe actresses to audition for a film that he has no intention of making. Shigaharu will attend the auditions and choose a new wife from the young hopefuls. Asami Yamazaki is one of the young women who attends. She, unlike most of the auditionees who are either narcissistic, eccentric or deluded, is humble, emotionally intelligent, quiet and subservient. Shigaharu is smitten. So despite the fact that the references Asami has given to the producer appear to be dead ends or fakes... When Shigaharu calls Asami to ask her for a date, she appears to have been waiting patiently but confidently for his call. Behind her is a big lumpy sack. And when she replaces the phone in the handset, the sack suddenly moves.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lindsay, what's wrong with this picture?
0: Oh, where would you start? I would say a whole a whole load actually is wrong with this picture. Uh, so at the start, as you say, you know, it's it's full of suspense. You know that Asami is too good to be true and that something is is kind of wrong with her. and In fact, uh, Yoshikawa, the, the pal, the producer pal says, there's something weird about her. She she freaks me yeah. out. So he yeah. kind of calls it right from the start. So it's suspen- suspenseful. It becomes quite uh, a horror film. You know, there's very, very gruesome violence in it towards the end. And you would say, okay, so far so expected. It's a Japanese horror film. Mm. But the last third of the film really plays with time and reality. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll come on to that later on yeah. when, we, when we come to it which just makes it a very discombobulating film and you're not quite sure what's real and what isn't and that's yeah. probably the key
1: yeah yeah the I,
0: key to the film
1: i think so i i, I think it's certainly a key to the weird of the film um uh, as well as um uh, it's a for mm, I, I guess the first two acts it's a suspense film yeah uh and then in the final act it's an explosion of grotesque uh Violence, um, and almost feels like two movies, um, but connected perfectly. And as you say, Lindsay, it, it screws with time, yeah, and screws with dream, and screws with um, reality, and and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Yet somehow it's coherent, um, and and which is really really hard to pull off.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's coherent, I think, in the in in a really interesting way because as you say there are several different elements to this several different movies really within a, within a movie i think another reason it's weird and i'd be really interested in your take on this is mm. i'm not sure what it's saying
1: yeah it's yeah. it's
0: it's not a film that's got a very set manifesto i don't think i think one no. of the main questions is is it a feminist film is it a misogynist film is it neither of those is it both of those what do you reckon
1: i think i think that is the key discussion uh, you know that audition is a is a massive movie um if you, if you don't know about it you know it it really has a big reputation um not just in horror circles but in in art film circles as well it was a global hit um and the debate that has swirled around it ever since is is this a feminist film or is this a misogynist film and l- the fact that it could fit either is tells you a lot. Um my my take on it is that it is a feminist film. However, uh the writer of the original novel, the writer of the screenplay, and uh, Mieki himself have all denied this. So when the, when the all the makers of yeah. it are denying it, it's pretty hard to put your argument in that well, but no it, no it is. Yeah. But I've watched it many times. Um what I feel it is the most sophisticated um, take um, and, and And was a new star In something that had already been going on Which was you know the kind of You know rape revenge movies mm. um, or, You know perhaps most typified Early on in the 80s by I Spit On on Your Grave mm. The audition was taking this to another Level of, of Art and accomplishment And uh, Intelligence and intensity And that It's <laughs> it's because in the end the setup, um, you know, is, is sick and wrong. You know the the you know yeah. the idea that it's a perfectly okay thing yeah. to con and manipulate a bunch of young women yeah. into turning up to a room and you know making an exhibition of themselves so that a secretly a guy sitting at the table can go yeah I judge you worthy of. Yeah. Of my attention. Being, uh, and, you know, and he's an older man, a way yeah, older man. He he's absolutely. not even considering a woman his own
0: age. No, no. And in fact when one of those comes in, I think it's at the start, it's certainly a film about misogyny. Does that make it a misogynist film? You know, yeah. because you're right, that's a real kind of power play, isn't it? This middle aged middle aged man only looking at, at young women, some of them very vulnerable, this is quite a dehuman human not humidifying, dehumanising <laughs> audition yes. process. Yes, Lots of them stripped down to their underwear. One yes. of them is, is, is stripped topless. Yes. One of them is showing off suicide scars. Yes. One of them, as you say, is clearly a woman who's uh, Shigaru's own age and she is just routinely Rejected. dismissed. Yep. Um, And it, th- it is kind of featured in the film that Asami is 24 and he is clearly, I would say, in his mid-40s or something That's like that. Or 50, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so there is definitely that kind of um misogynist uh edge to it i guess I, I i'm not sure i would agree that it is a feminist film i think uh the actress who plays asami Sheena is uh this was her first acting role i think she yeah. was a model before yeah. that and she is incredibly beautiful has a as a very kind of serene face I, I, And it's interesting, I think, what it says about the culture, because certainly we are, I know know next to nothing about Japan, apart from what I've seen in the movies, I've never been, I've never done much reading about the country, so I'm supremely ignorant about it. But I think there is that sense that we get, that um, just from what you read about the culture, that that kind of schoolgirl, purity, submissive thing is seen as... Kind of geisha? Thing. yeah is is seen as as kind of desirable by japanese men and certainly yeah. uh shigura shigaru in this film does seem to do that as you say there are lots of people who've lots of women there who've had different kinds of experiences she is very demure
1: yes demure perfect word
0: but this in a way brings us on to the time shift because so they have this first date they go to a cafe they go to a restaurant and they have a conversation about her family and he says oh how's your family oh yeah they live in tokyo you know we 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 love each other but we're not close and all this happens this this one conversation now this scene is replayed again mm. at the end and it's a totally different conversation She is saying i was abused as a child yeah. i was physically abused yeah. i was sexually abused by a teacher by my ballet teacher um so she has she has been a ballet dancer but has has had to stop i what do you what do you make of this? Is because I have seen something online that says we'll get into the second half of the yeah. plot in a bit, but that that a lot of it is actually in his head, and it's about his own feelings about his misogyny or about how he's treated mm. women. So, mm. for instance, there's, um, I mean, more more than a hint. It's it's confirmed that he has the secretary who is a, a plain woman. She is cast as a plain woman and they have had sex at least once in the past and now he does not give her the, the time of day and she comes in she says oh you know I'm I'm leaving I'm going to be married and he's like oh that's nice dear it means nothing to him yeah. whereas it means a lot to her yeah. so he he is questioning how he has been with the women in in his in his life
1: yeah it's it's like audition is the ultimate wake up call <laughs> you know and and I I interpret those scenes as and I may be completely wrong, but my interpretation is when, when they first had that dinner, mm-hmm. um, which is a beautifully shot, by the way, and conceived and, and uh, you know, a lot of kind of film students talk about mm. the dinner yeah. <laughs> as like a really brilliant piece of direction. Um, he's heard what he wants to hear. Yeah. He's not listening. He's not hearing the truth about her he he wants to hear that everything's fine and she's just going to be a nice yeah. submissive wife for him. He's not hearing her pain. He's not hearing her tragedy. He's not hearing anything like that. Uh, because, you know, he's a man. Yeah. And, and I, I get, I get, you know, I guess my feeling is you do not have to be a feminist to make a critique of something in your culture is True. what I would say. Do you know what I mean? True. Um, you know that you don't have to sign up as a feminist but I do believe that the writers and the three male writers and conceivers of this film were um, were critiquing something about male and female relations mm. in Japan mm. they just were um, that does not necessarily make them feminist
0: yeah absolutely Shall we have more of the plot, do you think?
1: I think we should.
0: Because I, I really want to talk about the ultraviolence and that happens at the end. Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. Um, so, Asami and Shigaharu start dating and eventually Shigahara asks her to stay with him at a hotel. Before the two make love, Asami shows Shigahara a set of burn marks and then says that Shigaharu must promise to love her and her alone forever. Shigaharu agrees, but in the morning, she has disappeared. Shigaharu is both bereft and angry and sets about tracking Asami down, which ain't easy. His search takes him to a dance school where the owner has prosthetic feet. A bar which was closed down after its owner was found brutally murdered. The gory details of the murder give Shigaharu hallucinations that turn out to be somewhat prophetic. Asami, however, has no problem tracking Shigaharu down. She breaks into his house while he is not there and goes ballistic when she spots a photo of his dead wife a flashback explains the moving sack in Asami's flat it's gross (laughs) but then Shigaharu returns to his home and things get really crazy so crazy that the next um, minutes of this film are among the most terrifying and viewer tolerance testing in cinema history a third act so powerful that it changed the rules of horror
0: Okay, that's interesting (laughs) I want to hear more about that actually how it changed the rules of horror
1: Um, okay all right um, it pushed back the bar, a bar of what was acceptable. Really? On the screen. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I mean, it, it, when, when that actually came out and got allowed to come out and as it um, was actually commercial and was acclaimed and, and whatever, it basically gave um, permission for the sores and the hostels and, you know, and right. a lot of stuff yeah. that ended up, you know, really nasty, tiny yeah. torture porn. Um, but it also, the more arty directors that have come and intelligent directors that have come along that aren't doing that. Um, you know, when it gets to those third acts, when it gets to that what is the climax of this film, um audition gave them permission to be more extreme with that, yeah, um, and that's that's just the way it is now, unless there's some enormous rollback and i I can't see that happening yeah. because that's been established now for, for twenty years or so.
0: Do you think it gave permission for it to be a woman doing yes. the violence?
1: Yes, and I also think it changed the final girl thing. Yeah. You know, the great final girl trope in horror, which, of course, is always, you know, there's a male uh, slasher guy, you know, chasing them around, and it's brilliant that the the last person who survives is a woman and she has to fight for her life, and in most cases she wins, uh, the final girl. Um, Audition twists that completely on its yeah. head. Uh, you know, she's the final girl and she's the threat. Yeah. She's the monster. And... um, Um, And yeah, and so from that point on, there was an awful lot of, apart from the fact that women, I would say that now in horror, right, in 2023, um, there are way more leading female protagonists in horror movies than there are leading male protagonists. Yeah. And sometimes they're the final girl and the heroine and whatever, and and sometimes they're the monster. Yeah. And and that's okay and everybody now accepts it. Yeah. Yeah, and um, um, yeah, uh, uh, it's a performance. Uh, you know, it's hard really to, ex- to to kind of decide which is the most extraordinary thing about <laughs> about this last half an hour of the film. Is it the directing? Is it her performance? Is it his performance? Is it the soundtrack? Is it the special effects? Mm-hmm. It's all just so astonishing and intense and. I've watched this film many times and I know, so I know exactly what's coming and I'm still freaked out. Yeah. Every time.
0: I saw it at the cinema in 1999 when it came out. I have not seen it since. Wow. I, I remembered okay. it, I thought. I didn't remember it at all, actually. Okay. And this last 20 minutes of of ultraviolence that Asami is, is doing on uh, Shigura. Shigura? Shigaru. 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 It's, I had... Uh, I saw it in 1999 when it came out, uh, and I hadn't seen it since, but I thought I remembered it very well. Turns out I did not remember it very well (laughs) at all. (laughs) I did remember uh, the violence that um, Asami does on on Shigaru, or at least parts of it. I wasn't prepared for quite how intense that is and quite how long it lasts. Yeah, Literally, I would say for the last 20, 25 minutes of the movie, I kept looking at the timer on my uh, DVD and like, when this, stop. When stop when will this end when will this end because it's a hard watch it is a really it's hard a watch it's
1: a really hard watch it's a really harrowing watch it doesn't matter how much you may by this point think this guy deserves it on some level it, it, that doesn't help it's still it, you know you're still sitting there going okay look you made your point <laughs> you made your point stop now yeah. stop now yeah. um but do you think he does
0: deserve that? I
1: mean we've no, we've been no. very, we've no been very does. cagey
0: we've been very cagey about the actual violence that that occurs, and maybe we'll yeah, keep being cagey. I think but, so, but there's um various parts of him are cut off, yes slowly, yes, lovingly, yes and with glee
1: and with glee and joy,
0: yeah, and That's... she she takes that body part, having spent two or three minutes removing it and chucks it behind her. It hits a window. Yeah. She just chucks it away yeah. like it's rubbish. And that, to me, is incredibly chilling. Yeah. And then, of course, there's her there's her dialogue. So, uh, you know, she's, what, yeah. what what she's saying at this point, I guess I, I'm being kind of careful about that as well. Yeah. But, okay, so what I saw online was... Mm, go for it. Um, after they have sex in this hotel, but mm. she initiates, yep. so I don't know if that's his first kind of disappointment in her, Actually, that she's not the kind of demure miss yeah. that he he assumed, yeah. but she initiates sex. Um, they have sex. Now, in version one of this, she's gone in the morning. Yeah. In the later version of this, she's still there in the morning. Yeah. Um. So this is what we were saying. It kind of monkeys with time. Yeah. There are probably what really happened? three or four key scenes that are repeated. Yeah. But from a different perspective. perspective. So it's kind of which of those is true? Is, is either one true or both of them true? Yeah. But in the in the second one where she's still in the bed in the morning, so um, she hasn't disappeared. I read a theory online that says everything after that is his own head, is yeah. his own way of kind of coming to terms with how he is with women and, and, and what he's done. Because... Well, yeah, it's a great theory. It's after that, theory. There, are, there are things that explain to him and explain to us kind of exactly what has gone on, what is in her sack, what she's, what she's done, that he can't possibly know.
1: Yeah, he doesn't I'm know where she theory. lives, and
0: yet he finds himself in her flat. Yes, yeah. He doesn't know the the backstory of him of her with her ballet teacher, and yet he sees it very clearly and in in quite a confused way. Mm. So how does he know these things that we are being shown in yeah. his eyes?
1: It's a perfectly great theory. Uh, It it is one of those movies, um, I don't know, Jacob's Ladder, uh, Don't Look Now. You know, we could come up with a... Where, where, you know, you can come to the end of the movie and have a real discussion about what exactly happened there. Yeah. Uh, Which part of this film was real? Yeah. Which part of this film was dream? Which part of this film was hallucination? Which part of this film was actually the director talking to the audience? Yeah. And, and, And... you know, it it's definitely one of those movies. And I guess I'm happy with that. Th- you know, I'm, I'm not going to sort of refute that theory, except on my gut feeling, which is, if I came to the end of that film and the thing was, it was all a dream, mm. we'd not be sitting here talking yeah. about Audition as one of my favourite films. True. It's I think that that's simple. True.
0: I think that's true. And I think... Often when you read stuff online, there is a, a real desire to, but what does it mean? What's the definitive thing? It's like, how about you have your own thoughts? Yeah. It takes you to a place that is unexplained, that yeah. is mysterious, and you sit with that. How about that? That's
1: exactly it. Sometimes I think with people with, you know, film, storytelling, you need to teach themselves to sit with mystery. Yeah. Sit with a lack of resolution. Sit with a lack of concrete yeah. answers, because life rarely has any.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It does it. You know, it, it, that's the life we live. It rarely has resolutions and concrete answers. And, yeah. you know, it's, it, it's, this is, I mean, I guess to, to reference another great uh, Japanese director and, and a very famous film, you know, Rashomon. Yeah. You know, everything that happens is, uh, any person who is involved in it has a completely different perception of what the hell yeah. happened. And then you've got to rely on whether they're a reliable source of truth. So, I kind of, for me, audition is in that tradition. Yeah, it, it, it's it's not it's not there for for exactly as you said, Linda. It's not there to go. Oh, yeah, that's definitely what happened.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think my one key takeaway from it is something that somebody says earlier earlier in the film. It's one of uh, Shigaru's uh, colleagues, and Shigaru has said to him, oh, well, my son tells me I should marry again," and his colleague says. Everyone in Japan is lonely. Yeah, well, yeah. And yeah. that's that seems to me that's that's key. That's what the film is about. Isolation. Regardless of what kind of happens, doesn't happen, <clears throat> it's isolation. Whether it's Asami's isolation, whether it's Shigaru's isolation, whether it's just a kind of overall kind of separation and isolation that everybody has. That uh, you know, just uh being being separate, compartmentalized from from everybody. Yeah. Uh I think that's what the film's about, and it kind of, in a, in a sense, doesn't really matter what happens, what doesn't happen, yeah. what's real, what's not real. That's what it's about in the end.
1: Yeah, it's about a powerful emotional impact of of this discussion almost. <clears throat> yeah, about men and women and Japan and yeah, and you know, gender and age and uh, yeah. Um,
0: Do you remember uh, at some point in the audition that uh, the audition process that Shigaru says to his friend, "Whoa, oh, this is as hard as choosing my first car." <laughs> and these these oh these women are just they're objects aren't they yeah. i mean they're just they they're not they're not people and no. in fact throughout the film there's what i don't know 10 15 women that we see in the audition hardly any of them have lines none, yeah. none of them have names yeah. they are just one after the other just just visions
1: yeah absolutely and and kind of you know when you sit and think about it the cruelty of you know if you're auditioning <laughs> to be in a film that you, you you're turning up to that thing with hope yeah oh god this is this is work yeah. maybe i need the money this is my big breakthrough you know i want to be seen this is this is hope and to to give all these women that hope and there's no hope at the end of it Yeah. there's nothing at the end of it there's yeah. nothing um it's a completely false hope yeah and Apart that, from
0: the, the dubious pleasure for one lucky lady, of you get to be some middle aged geezer's wife? Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
1: and and therefore that's why, um, you know, when we get to that end mm. uh, section, one one of the great, I don't know, audience challenges of of like, I every time I watch it, I'm kind of like, he's not the worst person in the world, but he kind of deserves this, <laughs> and then. It starts to happening, yeah. and I'm, and then I'm in. Actually, nobody mm. deserves this. No, 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 yeah, even if they they've done a bad thing, no one deserves yeah. this. and that's a great that's a great one eighty degree thing to do on on an audience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I just do want to talk about, obviously, my favorite scene, if you can call it that, my favorite, um, the most extraordinary scene is. The, the torture of, of Shigahara at the end of the movie. But my second favourite scene is the sack. Yeah. I think it's one of the most oh, brilliantly directed, brilliantly shot, shock. Because it, it's not, it, it, that's the thing. The first shock, you know, you, you're looking at her talking on the phone and there's a big lumpy sack. Yeah, I mean, you see the big lumpy sack. So that's the first shock because it's kind of like, what the hell? is that but then he very neatly draws your attention to the conversation you know uh and but you're aware if you've watched any horror movie in your life that that sack is in the exact space where bad shit happens do you know what I mean it's it's that use of dead space and you know you know it's coming but you don't know what's coming and then all it is is it starts to move about, yeah. gro- and <laughs> it starts and, to roll, and you just kind of like—I still—I literally, my heart leaps out my stomach. I laugh with, with how yeah. how frightened I am. It's one of those that makes me laugh because I'm I'm so scared, which I love in horror movies. Um, it's a it's directorial genius, and it's so simple.
0: I think it is. And I, you know, I, I saw this film for this and I know you've, you've seen it more often than me, but maybe I've seen it more recently than you. Yeah, yeah. But we see that sack three times and nothing happens. Yeah. So it's a bit like that par- yeah. paranormal activity thing. Yeah. You, you know something's coming, you don't know when. Yeah. Um, so we, we see her in this room. It's not really a flat, it's like a room. A room. She's, every time we see her, and this is another thing that Shigaru can't know. And yet he does later on. But yeah. she she's sitting in this room, she's sitting silent, she's just staring ahead. This kind of big sack tied at the tied at the neck mm. is next to her. The phone rings, as you say, we see her cuts to Shigaru, we see her, cuts to Shigaru, we see her, cuts to Shigaru. She puts I think she puts down the phone and this sack just rolls across the yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. But 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 not just... in a smooth roll. It's there is somebody inside the sack. There's clearly somebody inside the sack. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if you noticed this when they, I thought it was a great touch when they have sex. So he goes over to the bed, she's lying there kind of demurely naked Mm. under the sheet and he kind of, you know, gets with her. She immediately, it it looks like she rolls them over, like really fast, really powerfully. So again, you know, this kind of undercuts, undercuts the demureness. And they're wrapped up in the sheet and it looks like they're in a sack. It's brilliant. That's you did see that, br- that yeah, it? Yeah, says, yeah, of course. Yeah.
1: It's, yeah, there you go. It's it's those kind of touches. that You know, I, I mean, there's so, horror directors are just improving and improving. It's just a, a kind of golden age at the moment of horror directors who are really, really smart and intelligent and have that level of technique and all that sort of thing. But that wasn't the case so much in 1999. Mm. And, and mm. you know, it really was, I mean, along with, you know, Ring and, and Tale of Two Sisters, you know, uh, Dark Water, these extra, The Grudge, these extraordinary films from, from the Far East, the, the J-horror and the K-horror, um, which just upped the ante on the technique mm. of making horror films and got it out of this slightly kind of, you know, a, a, a sort of... Genre that had been dominated by franchises, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street 27 and Friday the 13th meets Jason <laughs> with Alien or on Predator on a dark yeah, alley in, yeah. you know, in Salem. Um, you know, it, it got it out, uh, which was mainly done by hacks, um, you know, not always Craven, but, you know, mainly. And, you know, it got it along with Scream, it got mm. it ended. That period, yeah. Well, when we
0: *Scream* was *Scream* same year,
1: ninety six.
0: All oh, right, think. really, a bit earlier. So yeah.
1: yeah, *Scream* first by taking the piss out of all of it, and then uh, the J horror wave by by kind of going, "This is how to do it properly. You can actually be genuinely frightening, you know." Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh,
1: rather rather than winking at the audience.
0: That's. I mean, I haven't seen all the ones that you mentioned there, but you know, *The Ring*, whatever. These these are kind of female monsters that are yeah. appealing, aren't they? And yeah. they've all got they've all got the the curtain of black hair yep. that parts to reveal the monster.
1: Yeah, uh, and it's incredible how similar all, all of those are, and and you know, and um, but they're different as films. Then they're, yeah. they're not ripping each other off. You yeah. know, it's, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant.
0: But I wonder if that does say something at the time about a kind of a Japanese kind of cultural fear yeah. of women becoming to, stronger it? or something like that. It
1: would appear to, wouldn't it? Yeah. there's something there about the crisis of masculinity see? for them all to come along at the same time. Yeah. Um and
0: you yeah, wait, you wait so long for a, <laughs> a murderous woman, and then three come <laughs> along at once. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, I, I guess uh, what was um, yeah, I uh, just to m- mention Takeshi, I, I, just an incredible career. Um, um, I, I counted, I sort of went online and tried to count how many films he's made, and <laughs> I got to fifty, but according to IMDb, it's sixty plus. Right. This is, not, this is a guy who operates like the old school studio directors. You know, he does not make, it's not one of these, you know, oh, I've taken two years to, to make my great opus. No, he's three, <laughs> he's three films a year. Three films a year, man. Wow. Bang, 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 out, out, out. And he's not a horror director. He's a horror director. He's a thriller director. He's a, done musicals. He's done romances. Mm-hmm. He's, he's done everything. It's like, what, 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 what do I want to do now? Who, who's going to pay me some money to do stuff? Right, great, let's do it. Two months, three months, right? It's shot, it's done. Next, and it's just like for someone to be that good. Um, I mean, believe me, I've, I've, you know, I've seen I think two of his films actually. You know, that the audition and Itchy the Killer. So, which are both horror movies, really. Um, so, I'm not saying the quality of all of these mm. films is on the same level. Um, it may not be. But the point is, if you're going to make that many movies and you're going to ha- give that many genres a go, chances are you're going to make a masterpiece yeah. from time to time. Yeah,
0: and this is his. Do you think?
1: I, I, for me, yeah. yeah. It For me, it is. Yeah. Um, I think uh, there, there's a he's there's a mini series coming out this year. Um, I, I don't know uh where it's going to be streamed in the UK just yet. Um, I think it's called uh, I think it's called Contact. Um And, you know, it's a horror. It's a return to, to horror. So people are looking forward to it. There's a bo- body horror thing going mm. on there. And I think he is all, in terms of body horror, you know, of course David Cronenberg is is the inventor, yeah, you know, the, the main man. The yeah. touchstone. But, uh, you know, Takeshi Miyake is second. I think he's, you know, for me, yeah. it, 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 the, the body horror thing, he really just extraordinary at it. And his... Mastery of those kind of effects, and of making the most awful things feel real to the point where you could almost feel them happening yeah. to you, is is second only to Cronenberg.
0: Yeah, wow, great. I would, I, I love that thing about being made to feel real because that scene I mentioned earlier, where she picks up this body part and chucks it out a window, it makes a noise like you would expect something of that size to make against a glass window. It's like, of course, that's the noise it would make. yeah, yeah, and it's great, it's so it's brilliant,
1: so um wow, um uh, <laughs> syringes or needles or, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: let's see let's see let's see sacks,
1: okay, <laughs> so Lindsay, uh, how many sacks do we give audition, both for quality and for weirdness,
0: yeah, I think in terms of weirdness, I think the temporal shifts uh the the kind of what's real what isn't do lend it and weirdness um so i'm going to give it eight sacks for weirdness in terms of quality i did enjoy watching it but that final third act is a, is a hard watch mm-hmm. for me you know i'm not totally into horror films like you are it is a hard watch and i'm going to give it uh eight sacks for quality
1: that's fair um nine um for quality for me and nine sacks for weird um uh I guess that that lies in I mean the quality is you know I guess just a subjective opinion about how much I adore this film even though it's a tough watch Um, and the weirdness is about the fact that um, we're sitting here 24 years after it was made discussing what on earth it means (laughs) (laughs) which of it is real and which of it isn't and I, I guess that's that's how weird it is
0: yeah absolutely well watch it from the comfort of your own canvas sack and enjoy it (laughs) till next time till next time
1: what's wrong with this picture is brought to you by Lindsay McCulloch and Gary Mulholland and is recorded by Russ Keffert at Audio Egg music composed and performed by Russ Keffert